They're Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. They're Swayze adjacent. So we'll talk about him. They're Swayze adjacent. He couldn't be in everything. They're Swayze adjacent. So we'll talk about him. Hey, everybody. It's Crazy for Swayze, and I'm your guy. I'm it's Troya, and as always, I'm joined by Josh Young over there on the ones and twos. Josh, how are you doing today, bud? I'm their other guy. You're the other guy? Yeah, just the, the other guy. Your two dads. Yeah. Vince and Josh. Vince and Josh. Dude, February is just chugging along. How are you feeling about it? You know, it's nice to have had ghosts. Yeah. You know. To, and- to have had two ghosts. I, I, I'm very happy that we felt able to get both ghosts, right? Yeah, give, give them up. But then, you know, the, the only problem is ghosts got to, they stick around, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to get less ghosts. Yeah, you got to bust them. Bust them. Got to bust them. Bust them makes me feel good. Everyone, we're watching the Ghostbusters, if you couldn't tell. This introduction has uh, given you um, stuff. Josh, you want to introduce our guest? No. That's your job. Oh, Josh. He's a Ghostbuster himself. Mr. Bathroom of the Future, Tim Allen. Hi, everybody. That's me. How are you, man? Good, good. I'd ask ask you all, but we already covered that. Dude. Off mics. Off mics. I I don't want anyone to think I wasn't interested. (laughs) I am concerned for both of you as my friends. (laughs) I'm fine. Yeah, good, good. This is what we need to hear. I uh, I don't know. We we've been watching these these lovey movies recently, right? We yeah. watched we watched the the Japanese remake of Ghost. Yeah. We watched the original Ghost, and now it's just being able to do such a movie close to my heart like Ghostbusters was just like, oh man, I was so excited for this week, dude. I'm so happy you're here. Likewise, I appreciate y'all asking me along. I'm excited to do it, and it, it made a lot of sense to me too because I didn't. You know, the ghost connection, but I was even thinking above and beyond that, like, cool, yeah, these were all things that were important in the 80s, right? Like, it's mm-hmm. still time frame appropriate for any kind of Swayze warship. Well, dude, this is actually, like we said, Swayze yeah. adjacent. Yeah. We've got some actors in this that we have seen in other films, surprisingly enough. Okay. Um, they are uh, not, like, proper names in this. <laughs> yeah, the job titles? Or yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, titles. it's going to be, like, cop. Oh, no, it's so much fun. It's so much fun. So we're watching this because Alice Drummond is the actress who is the librarian yeah. in this film, right? She was in Tu Wong Fu. She mm-hmm. was the lady that uh, Wesley Snipes bonded over film with. Oh, that's delightful. And Ron Jeremy's in this. <laughs> he was in this movie called The Overnight, right? The Making of Boondock Saints. I have always wanted to see that. I was I was aware of it forever ago. I've never actually watched it. It is worth. I, I'm worth sure. It. I know the story behind that movie is bonkers, and like that guy's. Mm. He's a complete psycho. Yeah. Troy Duffy is a madman. Yeah. I have. I, I have hope he's litigious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do Do you want him, like you know he's going to listen to the to an episode if we ever do one about it. We already did one about it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so, to it. so you're probably already getting sued. Like I'm I'm just evidence now. I'm not making it worse. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I know that he's heard that episode. Uh it's just 
I'm still wowed by it. It's so fucking good. I'm super curious. He is a madman. And he's like, his band is in it. Yeah, because the movie is just an excuse to make his band famous. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The band was called the Boondock Saints. Oh, no. The the band was called The Brood, and then they changed their name to The Boondock Saints. So it started named after a different movie, and then he changed the name and then named a movie after that band. It's crazy. crazy. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely insane. Mm -hmm. It's the, I I think, honestly, it was the kind of thing where the brood was the thing. Right. And then they're like, there's no way we're going to be able to do an album and a movie because that was somehow their contract. So they decided to then change their name to the Boondock Saints and then do the music for the, for the, for the movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's, they they were getting a soundtrack deal technically, but it was the only way the band would keep existing. It felt like that. It was a thing, man. Mm -hmm. Oh, I cannot recommend the overnight. Incredibly curious. Yeah. But yeah, Ron Jeremy was going to be in the Boondock Saints. So that's why we are watching this. Sure he was. Just like Patrick Swayze was going to be in the Boondock Saints. (laughs) Did he even end up meeting? with Troy Duffy I don't think he, he took that photo all right so when you go on IMDb or on Letterboxd or something like that when mm. you go for the overnight the photo of the of the banner is Patrick Swayze smoking a cigar with Troy Duffy it, was this some like early like pre-production meeting to see if he could land Swayze or? that was exactly yeah. it what we get the information is like we, we hear Troy Duffy be told Patrick Swayze's interested. He's like, oh shit, <laughs> Patrick Swayze's interested. And it shows a photo and it says, apparently Swayze showed interest in this. It was like a voiceover. Apparently. And then the next next frame we get, he just hangs up the phone all pissed off. He's like, Swayze's out. And that's all we get. Just a photo of Swayze and then Troy Duffy being pissed. It's like it's like a negaverse version of how I understand It's Always Sunny got Danny DeVito because mm-hmm. I guess it was the same thing. We were like, oh, yeah, our show's going to get canceled unless we hire somebody anyone has heard of. Oh, Danny DeVito called and said our show was funny. Super. Yeah, let's just ask him. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Yep. And, and that's how the overnight went. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, wait, and the and the, and the Boondock Saints. And the Boondock Saints. And, and I assume Boondock Saints, too. Uh, yeah, of course. Dude, I haven't seen all Saints. I, I, have, I have not. I, I have not seen it the on principle. The best thing about the overnight is that at the end, it suggests that the film suggests that Troy Duffy is a huge loser and that the Boondock Saints was not a successful film. <laughs> it was made before, I guess, the cult classic success of it. You know, that's fair. Like, I'm not going to I'm gonna withhold opinions about Troy Duffy. But yeah, if, if this documentary did not know the amount of shirts that were sold at Hot Topic. Oh, man. With, with those hands on them, right? Mm-hmm. I think we still had him at the point where I worked at Hot Topic and I definitely worked at Hot Topic squarely after Boondock Fever had like died down in this, in this country. Dude, I, I've only ever seen it like twice. Like the original yeah. movie. Yeah. I think. And um, it's just something about it. Just like I can't remember the entire film, but I remember big scenes, you right, know, like right. obviously. But like, I don't see the cult appeal. I, no, me neither. But maybe it was just like a time and place thing, right? Like, yeah, I'm I'm a hard ass dude that drinks in public a lot. I find these characters relatable, right? Mm. Yeah, there's there's something about it. It's like it's before like being a school shooter was as, as bad as it is now. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. something it's like the matrix. Right? I own I a matrix code. I can't judge. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean like it's almost the matrix, but without actually saying anything, like the matrix <laughs> is saying a whole fuck of a lot. Whereas the boondock saints is just like, isn't it cool to be like a, a brothers, a outside violent, the law? violent outcasts. Doing? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it, I think the movie is like Rocco fucks up and then that two brothers go and clean it up. 
It's like a it's like a worse version of every Guy Ritchie movie you like, where it's kind of the same plot where it's like, oh, a bad thing happened vaguely involving small time criminals, and there's going to be a bunch of like quippy dialogue, and everyone dies at the end of it, right? But like not as memorable or interesting, right? I couldn't tell you a single fucking thing that happens. In the I movie. it was one of those movies where like toilet. when I would walk over to my dad's house because he used to live really close to me, if he was like drinking, Boondock Saints was probably on. So it's one of those movies, kind of like Vince oh, was saying, it's word. one of those movies where it's like, man, I've seen like. 20 minutes at a time of Boondock Saints until dad turns it off and we all get pizza or something. I really mm-hmm. couldn't stitch it together if I had to. Dude, yeah, I don't know. It's the but the, the overnight's amazing. It's on Tubi all the time. I'm super so down. If you're in if you're into Tubi, check it out. Tubi It's fucking worth right it. Right now Tubi is a device I use to constantly put Mystery Science Theater at me all hours of the day, Dude, but I, I'm I hear aware that. of Tubi and I got Tubi, so I'm I'm in the ecosystem. Dude. I, I use Tubi almost exclusively for Beast Wars and yeah, Reboot. Yeah, oh, Tubi's yeah. the fucking best. Tubi. Oh, we were watching Eerie Indiana on it oh the other God. day. I don't know what that is. Uh, it's, it's, it's fantastic. It's Twin Peaks for children. Yeah, that's oh, exactly yeah. what it is. Really good, actually. Dude, yeah, uh, yeah really it's, good. it's a monster of the week. Yeah. It's lots of fun. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. It's like X Files for like oh yeah, it's like, like X Files. That's more like it. You know, it's really like good. That. Yeah, like the first episode involves uh, Marshall, the main character. His mother is sold Tupperware by this woman who looks like she's out of the fifties. So he then proceeds to nose around a little bit and find out that she has two sons who look like they're from the fifties as well. Whoa. And then after some more snooping, he finds they sleep in Tupperware. The, Dude. You can tell when it came out because the main character is a kid named Marshall. It's, it's, uh, the, the, the boy from fucking, uh, 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 Hocus Pocus. Zachary oh. Banks? No, no, no. no the main the character movie. guy, I forget his name right now. Okay, it doesn't uh, matter. I never put that together. Yeah, it's 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 Max. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Good, good show. Watch it. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that's something else. Tell this, me about this fucking movie. The Ghostbusters, <laughs> dude. A movie that I saw for the first time in 2021 as if in general or just in like a long time for the first time okay. ever. Did okay. we watch it? Yeah, the drive-in. We saw Jurassic Park and Ghostbusters. Why Dude. wasn't I there? Wait a minute. Yeah, I feel I know, weird. Right? I'm just finding out about this. I was at the drive-in a lot that year. Yeah, I, that was awesome. when, that was in the early days of Crazy for Swayze. Like, yeah. We had only watched a few movies together, mm-hmm. and I was just like, Dude, uh, do you want to go to the drive-in and see Ghostbusters? You know, Because yeah. that was when you had moved in already, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, we just went. Yeah, no, I was I was there a lot. I remember they did some like 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back screening. I went to, and then oh. I accidentally saw Nightmare on Elm Street twice there because I went there once intentionally to see Nightmare on Elm Street. And then I was there like a week or two later, and you know that thing at drive-ins where if you turn around exactly 90 degrees, you see whatever mm-hmm. movie's playing behind you. Oh yeah. Technically, Nightmare on Elm Street was playing like behind me, and I could just see it again. So that counts. I count it. Dude, I did that on our last trip to the drive-in yeah went to to specifically see uh talk to me Mm -hmm. and ninja turtles yeah but ninja turtles was on a different screen so we took our little beach chairs over there with our little boom box we watched ninja (laughs) turtles yeah and then we fucked off and then we watched uh the end of that last vampire or the diomedes or whatever the fuck that was oh 
the, oh, the Diomedes. The, uh, Dracula boat. I forget, yeah. I forget what the, it's called. Yeah. Yes. It's based, on, it's based on like a part from the book. I was kind of curious about it, but it was so funny. We walked over there and I was like, this looks kind of like a bad movie. And Joe's <laughs> like, this is exactly what's going to happen. She's going to greet the fucking sun. And then she greets the fucking sun. And yeah. I was like, how did you know that? And she's like, it was in Dracula. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. I didn't realize it's it. A, it's, so it's a worthwhile adaptation. It sounds like, it's, um, I don't. I don't think it went did well. Sure, sure. I don't think it did no, well. No, no. Most thing. Most things haven't lately. Uh, I love stuff like that though, because like, God, what was it? I'm gonna get one of the names of these movies wrong, but I was there to see Detective Pikachu, oh, which is everything sick. you need to know about me as oh, a dude. No. Is yeah, that I went to of- Detective Pikachu at the drive-in specifically, and. The movie behind me was absolutely, and I, I don't like to think I'm especially prudish, but whatever movie was playing like right behind it should not have been something that children could turn around and see. I, I'm going to get it wrong, but it was like Insidious 3 or something, right? Yeah. What, a movie where it's like, man, if I'm here on an afternoon to see Detective Pikachu in April and I had a kid and I turned around and like some lady's getting crushed by a demon elevator in the other screen, I'm not happy. You know, Dude. like I was really concerned. About That's also like the best part about the fucking drive. Also it, true. You know, also, also true. I've seen that, and I've seen most of uh, Into the Spider Verse because of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, dude, like we went and saw this at the drive-in. I think I've seen Ghostbusters at the main art when that was still open. This is a movie that was like has always been around for me because it like we we had a a Vigo in our fucking living room while we were on the Harry House. Like I love the Ghostbusters and I'm so fucking stoked about it. I was expecting to not like it. I gotta be honest. I was expecting to not like it because like I I don't it, it is well known on this podcast, I do not like Bill Murray. Yeah, I just that's, that's fair. That mm. I, I, while I don't agree with you, I can see why you would get there. You know, sure. But like, then the movie is just like a night. It's a breeze. It's yeah. easy, and there's like no unwasted airtime. No, None. no. Like both, both of them, I would argue, just get right to the point. Right, like they're both mm-hmm. very economical. It's like Die Hard. You know, it's like yeah. every time you meet any of these people, the first line out of their mouth is, "Oh, I know your entire deal. Mm-hmm. We can get through the rest of this movie now." Mm-hmm. And it's like you know, and it's just nice and easy. Yeah. Dude. I like it. You see, I'm, I'm I'm glad you actually liked it because I, I don't know if either of y'all have this problem, but I definitely get the thing where it's like, listen, it's been like, let's say I hadn't seen Ghostbusters or even something comparable, right? Like I've made it this far without seeing Jurassic Park. It's like, mm-hmm. I, it I am. Yeah, exactly. I hadn't seen Jurassic sure, Park. Right, right. And I would have that problem where like I'm in my mid thirties. I've spent the almost the entirety of my existence with people telling me this is one of the greatest movies ever made. I, I don't even know if I can bring myself to watch it because I'm yeah. sure I'm going to have some problem with it. Yeah. Oh, and then there's I, like, you don't watch it when you're a kid and you watch it when you're an adult. It just doesn't, doesn't sink in. Yeah, it just mm-hmm. is absolutely not the same. Yeah. But I mean, like, classic, like, setup punchline and, like, economical screen, like screenplay writing yeah. it is timeless. Yeah, no, it's, it doesn't it's, matter. It's funny. The special effects hold up well enough for how old they are and when it came out, especially because so much of it's practical, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like this, going back to something Vince was talking about, it's definitely easier to look at the animation in Ghostbusters than it is like Beast Force these days. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because like, sure. like, oh, that's, that's a dude in a suit on a blue screen. That's going to look great forever in a way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think to your exact point, Josh, the the writers of this film are two of the stars. Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd wrote it with Rick Moranis also. Mm. So like they they knew how they wanted to deliver these lines and they had these fucking ideas and they've worked with Ivan Reitman in the past as well mm-hmm. on stripes and shit. So like they had a feel for everyone's timing and they were all friends. And I think this was just like a testament to how well 
this group could work together when they wanted yeah, to. They're like, take a let's take a look at this script Dan wrote. This makes absolutely no fucking sense. You <laughs> guys want to make this shit funny? This is three hours long and takes place in several other dimensions, Dan. <laughs> yeah, that was like this movie has changed so much since mm. it got started because they was supposed to be jumping dimensions and shit like that. It's supposed to be like hard sci-fi. You yeah, know? yeah, no, like I'm sure 30 minutes of that movie was going to be Dan Aykroyd just talking to the camera explaining how the proton pack works, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm here for it, but I'm not like a normal person who goes to movies. Uh, kind of going back to Vince's point, too, the reason everything came together so well is because they knew they were the only ones that could do it. Harold Ramis actually didn't want to be in this. Yeah. So from what I understand, and I've always been curious about this, I don't know how true it is, but allegedly their first choice for Egon was Michael Keaton. That would have been which I would have been very super different. down for. First of all, knowing that Michael Keaton was in like two of the three most important movies of my childhood. Oh, yeah. Been, like baffling to me. Right. But I, I think to to that point, I think the reason they talked him into playing Egon was Dan Aykroyd and Ivan Reimer were like, Harold, come on. No one else is going to be able to say this stuff and make it either funny or interesting. Please just be in the movie. You know, and I could see Michael Keaton yeah. maybe being able to do it. May- Way but, different energy, though. But yeah, yeah he'd do a good job. I, I'd see I kind of could see him doing like a multiplicity with like number three. Yes. You know, you liked multiplicity. Now that you've seen it, you liked it. Yeah, dude, I liked <laughs> multiplicity. I thought we talked about this. My bad. No, yeah, I thought it was dope. I, I thought the cutest part about my multiplicity was when they wore the, the football jerseys <laughs> with the different numbers on them. I was like, that's the best. You've won me over. Ah, <laughs> oh, you did it. Y'all ever seen Mr. Mom? It's great. I haven't. Love, love that Keaton. Love that yeah. Keaton. He's good. Well, you know, I'm happy that Harold Ramis is in this Agreed. though. Because it's like, this is, when I think of Harold Ramis, it's like, this is the movie I think of. Yeah, you for know? sure. It's like, even though, like I said, he did, he did Stripes also, but what the fuck ever. He's not like the important part of Stripes, right? Like, I right. love I love Harold Ramis. Like, oh yeah, Stripes. PJ Mur- Stoles yeah, is. Yeah, right. <laughs> PJ Stoles, Bill Murray, John Candy, right? Like, yeah. there's other funny dudes in Stripes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a nice ensemble. Like, I think that was the thing. Like, Ivan Reitman has got amazing ensembles across his fucking resume, right? Josh, just to hit you with a few stripes, twins, kindergarten cop, junior, evolution, and meatballs. Evolution. Hear me out. Yeah. Super underrated. Weren't they? Wasn't that supposed to be like a a spiritual sequel or something like like that? They were trying to see if they could make a Ghostbusters for the '90s because the '90s would all move on to Aliens, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, all right, Mm -hmm. give me, give me the nose one from the X Files. Give me the blonde American Pie. I got Mm -hmm. an idea for a movie. Yeah, right. And it was fine. It was fine. Dude, I think I thought that movie was great. Yeah, I like Sean William Scott, and I think that was one thing that, like, I. he wasn't playing Stifler, and right. that's why right. I was, liked it. He was, he was actually, he was, you know, still like a very broad character, but it was mm-hmm. a different and new one, right? Yeah. Like, he was avoiding his, his shtick, you know? You know, he feels like an Andy Dwyer, because yeah. he was still kind of like the dumb kid, mm-hmm. but he was really passionate about a profession that he wanted to, you know, pursue. He wanted to be a firefighter in the movie, right? right? right. And he was all about it. He was, like, just how, like, Andy wanted to be a cop eventually. Like, And he would also tell you about his calves. Yeah. Right, full stop. All, all the time. <laughs> Evolution's a great Evolution, fucking Evolution movie, is good. Okay, gotta check it out. It's one yeah. of those movies you used to see on, like, the mysterious DVD rack at Kroger, where there was, like, eight <laughs> movies on it, and you've heard of three of them, right? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. I think that's actually where I bought it. Hell yeah. <laughs> but like I said, Danny Aykroyd and Harold Ramis are in this, alongside Bill Murray, the love of my life, Scorny fucking Weaver, uh, Rick Moranis, Annie Potts, William Armand, and Ernie Hudson. This is 
a stacked fucking cast. Oh yeah. This this is like I uh, can't say better things about how well everyone works together. Mm-hmm. You know, I. Uh, it's I, a good ensemble. It's one of those ones that when they started making these new ones, mm-hmm. I didn't know how they could compare. Not even like oh we got to top it or anything like that, but like yeah, like how could you how could you touch this? Well, something kind of going like, back to a point you brought up. I feel like after a point in like movie making, we kind of got away from like really good ensemble casts, right? Like I'm not knowledgeable enough to talk about it, but I, I feel like after a, a point, it was like all right. We got one person that can carry this movie. The rest of it's going to be like, you know, funny character actors that you're going to recognize from something else, but nobody with that sort of name recognition, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like we save that kind of stuff now for, you know, like Avengers, where it's like, sure, I've heard of all 20 of these people. Yeah, I know Paul Rudd. <laughs> right, right. I was already aware of Paul Rudd. Thank you, Ant-Man. <laughs> now I care about Ant-Man. But I, I, I feel like we've kind of gotten away from that. And I think that's that's going back to your concerns about the new ones where it's like, we don't make these sort of movies anymore. Yeah. I don't know if we know how to now. Yeah. Like, it, it was nice that at least with Afterlife, it, it was uh, Brian, or Ivan's son. Yeah. Uh, fucking Jason, doing it. Jason who, Reitman. This yeah. is not the Ghostbusters we watched today, but if anybody remembers the beginning of Ghostbusters 2, he's the kid who uh, makes fun of Dan Aykroyd for, not, for being frauds mm. at the birthday party. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, like, He-Man? Yeah, yeah. Like they mm-hmm. said, you guys are a bunch of frauds. That's the director's child. It's crazy That's to me the that joke. I was like, oh, yeah, I, in the Avengers, I know Paul Rudd. But you know what? In Ghostbusters, I we also know Paul, know Rudd. Paul Rudd. We know Paul mm-hmm. Rudd. We love Paul we Rudd. We all know Paul Rudd. Man. Good job, Ghostbusters. I have to be honest. I with, I I don't know if we're getting in too far into it. I had kind of mixed feelings about a lot of stuff in Afterlife, but I will say uh, every time I imagine who would I want to be in a new Ghostbusters movie, Paul Rudd would always make the list. Well, you know, that's fucking sick. So like every, like that. Like, yeah. So like, I'm so happy that my one dream casting came true. Now Paul Rudd's a Ghostbuster. I'm glad we could talk about everything that isn't right. This Ghostbusters. Cause well, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this Ghostbusters as well. This <laughs> Ghostbusters is, it's, it's amazing. It's a movie. I love it. I, we're, we're going to watch my DVD copy. It's, it's Ghostbusters 1 and 2 together in one case. Yeah, and it's got a special features thing in there, you it's know. Green. It it I'm pretty sure it is streaming. Um it's it's showing me right on the internet that it's on Amazon, but uh you know, maybe you'll find someplace else. Yeah, not Jeff Bezos. Who, who knows? You you probably have a copy of this at your house somewhere. If you're if you you have yeah. parents, your yeah. parents have already bought Ghostbusters. You you'll find it. Or yeah, you can, I think every person that I follow on Letterbox has watched this. Yeah. And everyone's given it I didn't rate it. Given it some stars. Um so yeah, I don't know. If you'd like to watch this, I'm sure you'll be able to find it. Are you guys excited? Are you ready? Let's do it. Yes. Let's do it. They're imagining us bopping around because we like our theme song. I hope so. I like it so much. <laughs> like, I always feel weird whenever it comes to like my own music, but it's like I I wrote it. I write it for me. Like that's the, you for me. What the heck? I am so <laughs> jealous of people who can do that because I have never listened to a single thing I've ever recorded unless I like have to for circumstances, right? Like Sean, our bass player, would be like, "Yeah, I was listening to us at the gym and it was cool." I was like, I would rather die. 
Oh, like, dude. I wrote, it's like, it, I guess it, I'm not writing for me. It's more like a, like a, a live journal entry. It's like, I meant something when I typed this and now it's on the internet. Now I'm never going to think about it again. The past is cringe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With within seconds, right? Like the song comes out, I already regret it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I listen. I listen to shit. I do fucking all the time. Well, that's no, no, it's so fucking cool, and all yeah. the stuff you do is so cool. I'm, I'm glad. Lame. I'm glad you do. I'm saying more people should do that. I just lack that part of the brain, right? Well, no, I don't think it's lacking that part of a brain or anything like that. It's just like you know, I find myself in situations where the things that I want to listen to are not really like there. That's or fair. like, just nothing sounds good. Yeah. So then I make it. And, yeah. You know, like it's just that's what it is. Yeah, it's like painting. You wanted to yeah. see a thing, so now it exists. Yeah. Exactly. No, I, I respect yeah. that. Yeah. No, it's 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 something weird. It's like in the neighborhood, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, are you ever gonna, you know, get get advertising on this and stuff like that? Like maybe I don't know. I just well, I, I wanted to have a podcast about Patrick Swayze. Yeah, that's what that's what it was. <laughs> and I, you you found a need and you filled it. Right. Yeah. That's that's yeah. how inventing works. There's a Patrick Swayze shaped hole in the universe, and we yeah. need to fill it. And then we we jammed Ghostbusters into it right in there. <laughs> Because you know who has a very similar physical form to Patrick Swayze is the cast of Ghostbusters. Uh, Dan Aykroyd, let me tell you. Ripped. Dan Aykroyd. He was smoking enough cigarettes in this movie to put Patrick Swayze, like, you know, oh, yeah, give no, him no. a challenge. Yeah, no, Dan Aykroyd has visited the roadhouse, but he's not the point. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. The, yeah, like, we were talking about it off mic, but yeah, Dan, Ray Stance has absolutely rolled up to the roadhouse blaring sabbath bloody sabbath half-finished marlboro dangling from his lips he's like "Ooh, busy day today someone brought the monster truck right oh yeah no a hundred percent yeah ray ray would feel right at home there and i honestly think peter would as well mm. peter peter would have some sassy things to say about like the ambiance but he'd have fun you know you'd get a budweiser or two in him and he'd, he'd loosen up I, I feel like he'd be like one of those business owners, like how like the like Red is, you right, know? Right, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, I feel like he would run some kind of like uh, maybe like photography studio or something <laughs> like that. There, you, you, you know, know? What, you know what it is. They went there because you know he keeps telling people he's the chairperson of Ghostbusters. He went there like under the guise of like opening a franchise here, so he's just trying to like talk to hoodlums in the area to see if they want to be Ghostbusters for yeah. him, and then he never comes back. I could also <laughs> see him like working with Doctor Sexy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. They're both doctors. Yeah, that's what I'm They're saying. That's what I'm saying. Peter is the, the the worst doctor when when he's being told that he is a bad scientist and therefore he is fired from his job. Yeah. I'm like you know he fucking is bad. <laughs> yeah, actually, actually, uh, he's not like a nerd in any way. Well, okay, with his with his job, you know, duties. What do we see him actually do? Uh, he's like the face. Is yeah, my yeah. He, he does. Yeah. He does the interviews. He he can talk to people because I love Ray and Egon, but like they're mm-hmm. they're the fucking dorks, right? It's like yeah. Egon built all the equipment and he never blinks. Ray is just going to tell you about some like mythical fairy from Scotland for two hours. Mm-hmm. Peter is there to like talk to the cameras and hand out the invoices and be relatable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. it's like it's like when you're a manager at a job and it's like it's not technically because you're the best at this, but we know you can talk to customers and keep the others you know productive and i think you can get them paid you know right, right, right yeah yeah peter follows up on invoices and they need that so egon can go build you know horrifying nuclear equipment 
<laughs> Presumably. You know, it's like, and I and I always speaking to that specifically. Yeah. I know that they have particle accelerators or whatever on their backs. They talk about it fucking constantly. Yeah. I forget the moment they stop talking about it. I'm like, it's the proton pack. Okay, yeah, right. okay. Oh, yeah. We didn't yeah. we did not call it that for years. Like I, I actually I, from what I understand, that was a term that like the toy company came up with. Okay. And then the cartoon adopted it. And then by the time Ghostbusters 2 came out, they were like no, we have to call these proton packs because that's how we're going to sell them to kids. Yeah. And it worked. I had one. One yeah. of the first birthdays I can like consciously remember involved me receiving one. Dude, that's fucking sick. Yeah. No, it, it, like, it was a whole thing. And like sounds that it made. And stuff. So it did not have lights. It was a hollow plastic backpack with just stickers all over it. And it made a sound. The audience can't see me. I'm doing scare quotes. It made a sound in the sense that like it had a little. <laughs> A little trigger on it that when you pulled it, it just so there was like a motor on the inside that just made like a rizz. Oh, dude, <laughs> no, I, I know make, exactly what noise you're talking yeah, about. And, and I would make that sound for hours of my life until I was double digit ages and couldn't fit into it anymore, right? Like my parents, out of everything my parents probably regret buying me growing up, that's got to be top of the list. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if I have toys like that outside of a guitar. Oh, yeah, yeah, musical instruments, right? Right. I got lucky because my dad was a musician, so he kind of understood it. I could always tell my mom was just, like, okay with it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, musical instruments are always up the list. Especially, like, I don't don't know if any of us here are drummers, but, like, especially. Yeah, no, not, didn't, that was actually a rule in my house. No Uh, drums. No drums, yeah, 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 that's that's the worst one, right? Like, guitar, in theory, you can turn down or close the door. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, no, it was always no drums in the house, but then they gave me a saxophone, so I don't know. worse. I that was kind of me in reverse. I had to play saxophone for a few years in middle school, so my parents would be like, "All right, he's got the brain power to like commit to an instrument. Let's see where this goes." And then Mm -hmm. the guitar showed up, and I did not touch the sax ever again. I would not know what to do with it if you handed it to me. I mean, it's such it's so weird to get your kid a sax instead of a guitar because guitars are so cheap. A saxophone costs thousands of dollars. Way cheaper. Like even a used saxophone, I think was between like six and eight hundred bucks. And this was the late nineties when money was worth something, right? It's like a twelve hundred dollar saxophone right now. I think my dad was, and I were talking about it when he was like selling my saxophone because yeah. he sold it recently. Okay, uh, it was broken, so like, it, oh sure, it wasn't like a uh, big loss, kind of. You know, I mean, like, like if you repatted it and like did a uh, few like of the triggers, it'd be fine. It was like the second octave G. Oh yeah, was, yeah, okay. was being goofy. It would stick open. So I was like, yeah, I don't want it anymore. I haven't played it in fucking years. So my dad sold it. He's like, yeah, I bought it for like. Fourteen thousand dollars. Fourteen hundred dollars. Fourteen hundred. No, no, fourteen thousand yeah, dollars. A car. <laughs> no, it, it's it's it was well, okay. Maybe not fourteen. 14, but, but something, something. But yeah, yeah, it was ri- ridiculously expensive. He's like, I had I paid it off for years, kind of situation. It wasn't oh. no like hundred bucks a month or something like that. Like right, yeah, right, right. It yeah, was no, a few he was years. just stuck making car payments on the saxophone, and even yeah. even that was in like the early two thousands. Had to be right. Yeah, so it was, like that was expensive. It was two thousand. Yeah, yeah, it was two thousand. Yeah. How about that. Yeah, I've been playing fucking instruments for almost 25 years. Yeah. Or not 25 years, 35 years. No, no, 25 years. No, we're not that old. 25 years. We're not that old. It's 25 years. I can't remember how old I am, man. Oh, no, Vince. You've, you've forgotten how old you are. I, I've turned into a ghost. He's, he's leaving the material plane as we talk to him. Vince is simply an illusion. You know, I was pretty satisfied to see that the very first character in the movie was our, our Swayze adjacent. Yeah. That was very nice. Yeah, no, she was great. Uh, did you feel as if uh, Alice's performance stood out in any way other than being a scared old woman? 
Uh, you know, I like that that Peter was harassing her. Yeah, if if I may, her delivery of my uncle thought he was Saint Jerome is yeah. maybe my favorite thing. <laughs> like any of the side characters do, right? It's so well meaning. It's like I need to tell this doctor I have a crazy uncle. Sure, and that doctor is just harassing you. Yeah, for no, no this, reason this, because this, uh, he knows there's a ghost. You're he, talking to yes. the worst of the three doctors right now. He's, yeah, he's the doctor that doesn't do anything except to ask questions. Oh, <laughs> and bother you. I think that the that lady she was so sweet and so nice. I'm scared. I'm, I'm bummed that the ghost scared her. Yeah, no, like an awful thing happened to this woman, and then the next thing she knows, Bill Murray is bothering her yeah. about it. Right? Not a good day for this lady. I don't know. You know, at the time it was probably just fine. <laughs> We're just having a laugh. I sure hope that thing in the basement's gone. I'm sure he's not going to harass some other woman later. On. Are you Way menstruating? Worse. I'm a scientist. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? Is I it funny that. because she's old? Uh, Is I, it funny because she's a woman, Peter? I think it's fun. Yes, I think it's funny because she's old. I think it's funny because she's a woman. I think it's funny because it clear like what what would that have to do with anything? Right. Like it's just completely you irrelevant. Know what it has to do with something? Oh, I mean, it has to do with everything. Oh yeah. Well, a hundred percent. Ghosts can smell blood. First of all, <laughs> and they're they're exactly like bears. I was just about to say thank you. Yeah. It, it is super. I, I didn't really think about this till right now, but it is super funny that after all the decades and decades and decades of Ghostbusters merchandise that incorporates the phrase back off man i'm a scientist mm-hmm. is because that sentence is immediately preceded by peter vankman asking a frightened old woman if she's menstruating <laughs> i that re, in hindsight that, that she would be hysterical yeah in hindsight that bothers me <laughs> there's so many other bill murray quotes we could have been putting on these shirts since like the 2000s right oh man i feel like the like there's no science yeah. he's a doctor he, has, he, he technically has two doctorates yeah. Which is insane for anything, right? Like one, yes, one of them is in parapsychology. I'm sure you can get a doctorate in that. I could not begin to imagine what like the coursework is like. But he technically has yeah. two doctorates. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's bonkers. Yeah, and uh, Ray implies that it's because Peter is lazy and that you can be lazy as an ep- academic. I that, that right? comes that comes up a lot in like ancillary Ghostbusters material. The thinking is no, no, no. You got a doctorate in ghosts and psychology because those are the ones you could show up for the least, Peter. Yeah. Egon's over here inventing particle colliders that fit on an adult man's back, and you're harassing an elderly librarian. Yeah, I mean, like, ultimately, I don't know. I was sympathetic towards Peter. I was like, hmm, well, he's just, like, trying to go along to get along. Oh, yeah, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I did not work particularly hard for my college degree either, okay? Like, I'm not saying he did the wrong thing. It's just... <laughs> You know, he's, he's it's it's, weird. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm, I'm married to somebody with a master's degree, so I kind of know how he feels. Like, oh boy, mm-hmm. I, I probably could have sat down and be quiet and listened to more lectures, couldn't I? He just wanted to hang out at college for twelve years or whatever. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. And then they said that like immediately after graduating, he just started working just there and posted, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I think if anything, that is a argument for class stuff, man. Mm. It, it kind of is actually, yeah, honest to God, if Ghostbusters was taking place this year, Peter staying in the doctorate program is just him not having to pay student loans for another 8 to 12, right? Like, mm-hmm. he's kind of mm-hmm. making the right call. Right, and then they get fired. He's like, fuck, what am I going to do? I don't have any resources. What, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Hey, I have a friend who was Has left, like, left property in a very expensive part of New York these days. What if we, and going back to the mortgage thing, that yeah. is also kind of a class issue. Yeah. Like, no, 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 nobody has money, but you have a house, and now the government can give us money on a real bad deal. Yeah, yeah, we'll, yeah. Just, we'll yeah, we'll take the reverse mortgage and we'll 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 buy another place that we can we'll live buy, in. Work. Buying a firehouse in Tribeca. 
whatever, at least they did, I guess at least they didn't sell the house because if, you know, even if he's like not doing everything right and being fiscally responsible, he'll still have the house. Presumably, yeah, they're able to pay it off with as good as they're doing. I hope they, mm-hmm. I hope they held on to it. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they don't need it, you know, but they can make it a sick Airbnb at that. <laughs> <laughs> This, one of the Ghostbusters was born in this house. Stay in the attic. Someone still lives downstairs, though. Now, is is the uh, the the firehouse is that operational now, or is that is uh, that an Airbnb? It, it, if I if it was an Airbnb, fellas, gotta be honest with you, I'd be there right the fuck now. <laughs> I would just be paying whatever horrible monthly rent I could to just tell people I live where the Ghostbusters live. No, yeah. it is actually a functioning firehouse, and it's kind of cute because I, I the first time I went to New York was like. 2009, I think. Yeah. And, of course, I had to go see a lot of stuff from Ghostbusters. Uh, so when you get to the firehouse, they at that fire department, they actually have, like, a little painting out front of, like, a New York fireman's badge with, like, a Ghostbusters logo in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then if you peer in through one of the doors, you can actually see the sign from two just hanging up on the inside because they just Word. let keep it. Yeah. It, it, they're two different buildings. The outside is actually in New York. The inside is a... Different firehouse somewhere in L.A. that also appears in Big Trouble in Little China. Sweet. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Um, But no, the outside of the firehouse is an actual firehouse in New York. And, like, I guess, technically people can actually, like, call them for help in an actual emergency. Which, Mm -hmm. like, if I were a kid, I'd be bugging my mom to do all the time. Like, Mom, is there a problem? Can we call the Ghostbusters firehouse? Oh, 100%. Insufferable. Get them over here. Yeah, yeah. Can I meet the Ghostbusters? It's the closest thing, you know. The air conditioner's on. We need the Ghostbusters. They smell burning. We need to call the Ghostbusters, Tim. That is the barbecue, and your dad knows what he's doing. I, oh, man. I love watching this movie. I just, because, like, it makes me feel like I'm a kid again. What's your favorite part of the movie? I think when, uh, (laughs) when they find Rick Moranis as Vince, and he's just like, oh, do I need coffee? And he's just like... (laughs) I, I he fought a slur and that was a good day that when he fought a slur and stuff like that I'm just like what the fuck is this guy talking about I love it he's got the colander on his head he looks all goofy he's got the same name I mean that's, yeah that's bonus points yeah Egon, I love it Egon's on the phone he's just handed him shit right mm-hmm. like here's the fish tank here's a lamp right like that kills me Dude, I I thought it was great I've always thought that uh, what's her name. Janine is always like really fucking styling. Janine has fantastic outfits in both of them, and I forget how funny Annie Potts is. Like, She's amazing. Annie Potts, like the Janine character, isn't funny when you're a kid because you've never had a job, and then the second you have a job and you watch Ghostbusters, it's like, oh, Winston and Janine are the most relatable people in this movie because this would suck. Mm-hmm. I would not actually want to work there. Yeah, I worked for two weeks straight without a break. I, I, I want time off or something I work, like that. I worked for two weeks straight without a break. There's at least six things yeah. in this building that could explode and kill me at any second. Yeah, and she's just like, I just, when are you going to hire more help? And then what, what did like, like Bankman top, say? Top flight career in the food service or housekeeping yeah. industries. Like, no, you know what else you're qualified for, Janine, is maiden waitress work. Like, Jesus, Peter. <laughs> but when she started the job, there was nothing to do. She thought it was an easy do-nothing job. That's yeah. true. We've all made that mistake. It yeah. happens. We've yeah. all made that sometimes mistake. Sometimes your company ten X's and that's just all you can do. Sometimes sometimes the EPA blows something up in the basement of the of your office and you're just hosed for weeks. And okay, so she got the job and then within 
two weeks or so, if that, yeah, things started popping off. Mm-hmm. So this this takes place over the course of like let's say a month and a half. From what I understand, yeah, it's supposed to be like a month. It's like month, early month October to okay. like right after Halloween. Yeah, all right. It's like not that long of a time frame. It kind of bumps me out that if it were Halloween time, mm-hmm. that we didn't have actual like shit around Halloween decorations, you know? right because you'd think new york would still do something for yeah. that I'm, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's got something to do with when it was filmed uh, movie magic right yeah but like yeah they should i was I, I this is just kind of like secondhand knowledge i got from reading ghostbusters the novelization growing up like i don't i don't know if they're trying to make it that obvious in the movie like what time of year it is i guess mm-hmm. but in the book they're like this could be spooky right you know what's scary is october yeah. Well, and and the only reason why it even I guess stands out to me is because of how how important New Year's is in the, in second, the second one. one yeah, right? no, it's very holiday centric. Yeah, like yeah. The Ghostbusters two takes place basically like all of December, right? Yeah. Like it hits Christmas and New Year's at various points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like every time something interesting happens to the Ghostbusters, it's a span of four to five weeks, and it's right around a national holiday. <laughs> Oh, yeah. They should have. They should have done some with that in Afterlife, right? It's like, oh no, it's Labor Day. That's when Gozer comes back. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's Memorial Day. This is a strictly American thing. The dead are walking the earth. <laughs> Did you have a favorite scene, Tim? This time. Uh, or do you have a favorite scene in general? So in, in general, my answer usually is, and this is just kind of like hungover feelings from when I was a kid, but it's like my favorite part in both of them is when they do like the montage where the theme song's blaring and you just see them like run out of buildings, like holding traps and yelling nonsense. And it's like, well, there's so many ghosts right now. Look at how popular and successful the Ghostbusters are. But then like <laughs> the older I get, I was kind of alluding to it earlier. The older I get, the funniest, my favorite scenes are just like anytime Janine has to do anything because of it's funny yes. and then any the, the whole scene in the mayor's office because everyone's dialogue is either bonkers or hilarious and it's just like four men convincing the mayor of new york that no 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 like the apocalypse is happening can you send a bunch of cops to drive us to this expensive apartment by uh central park so we can put lasers at it right like yeah. the more like, i want i'll do anything yeah yeah no no the, 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 he takes he takes their side over the like gainfully employed government official who's trying to warn them of a perceived danger but that guy did that guy absolutely hosed it yeah no that guy sucks that, yeah, on toast it, it's, it's his fault it's just so funny to think that like the mayor has learned all of this information in four and a half minutes and is making a huge decision to just trust these guys it's so funny and not do anything else about yeah. it <laughs> you, you guys got it right he's sitting there talking to like what was it an archbishop or yeah, like an archbishop of the New a York. cardinal yeah, excuse car- me yeah, yeah. you car- assume he's car- a cardinal because he's dressed in red and that's how they- hey <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how they do okay it, right? okay i i was not catholic that long you'll have to forgive me oh i'm yeah me <laughs> right i was never oh. baptized <laughs> dude larry I, think I was you'd think i'd remember that actually that's on me <laughs> I don't know if it's true. I just I think I made it up. <laughs> if they're gonna send somebody to talk to the Ghostbusters, they're gonna be real high up in the church, right? Like that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know if up? they no. I don't know if they'd be high up in the church <laughs> if they sent someone to go well, like, Ghostbusters. Clearly, he's going to talk to the mayor. There's clearly concerns that like something of a spiritual bent is happening, right? Yeah, like, yeah. You don't want you don't want just like Father O'Malley from the stinkiest like dive church in Queens to come by and just like yeah, it's probably the end of the world. We gotta fucking go. <laughs> I I did like he comes in and he goes. The church specifically says no right. official thing, but personally, it's the end of. 
days. I'm not here on behalf of the church, but I am scared as heck because this is bad. Oh, yeah. So is God real in Ghostbusters? I don't know. I think if you if you ask me, God, uh, Ghostbusters operates on that Indiana Jones logic where like every mythology happens, right? Yeah. Like this is kind of extra textual knowledge, but if you look at the cartoon, it's like in the cartoon they fight Cthulhu. Oh, they yeah. prevent the Nordic Ragnarok, oh, right? Hell it, yeah. Yeah. No, but it's that it's that Indiana Jones thing where it's like, yeah, the the, the Holy Grail's real. Also, the Sankara Stones are real. Also, the Ark of the Covenant's real. It's like Fuck all yeah. of them are correct, right? Like, yeah, so no, yeah. Ghostbusters is the same thing. Like, you could worship anything, and eventually Peter will find it. <laughs> hell yeah. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and he should. <laughs> I I I don't know how I feel about that. Well, that's just how it is, man. Well, I, I no, I get it, but I guess yeah, I'm more along the lines of like, then are ghosts like extra dimensional beings? Like, are they like are they actually like spirit like go, like like ghost ghosts? Is right, what right, I'm talking right, about. Right. Yeah, I can fucking tell you, man. And, <laughs> and that that There's is poltergeist. The, that First is of the, all, that's the projection of a, of a woman's uh, menstrual range. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carrie, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Carrie takes place in the Ghostbusters universe. And that's going on with Dana and Zula as well. <laughs> it's right. a metaphor. No, I, I think kind of to speak to Vince's point, Ghostbusters is sort of like really uh, like obtuse about that because they mentioned that Gozer is specifically, you know, like a deity from another dimension who yeah. has like God class powers. But then mm-hmm. you jump to the second one and the first ghosts they fight in the second one are very clearly the ghosts of like, executed criminals that are back for revenge on the judge so it's like it, it's both and that's not helpful where it's like yeah. No, yeah some of these ghosts are just you know like troublemakers from other places but then you get the scolari brothers or i assume like the zombie taxi driver from the first one it's like mm-hmm. no that was just a guy that died and then you know powers brought him back yeah it's unclear and i don't know uh i, I don't know if i've ever like thought about it before no, me neither, honestly. Today, you yeah, know? no, I've got all like, different sorts of ghosts. They're yeah. different classes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the, it, the, yeah, it must be that. Well, I mean, it shoot, must be that. To, not to bring up the second one again, because it's not the one we watched, but like even go, kind of going back to that logic, like technically the bad guy of Ghostbusters 2 is both mm-hmm. where he's a dude that existed. And then when he died and the painting came to life, he then became like an all powerful Gozer level situation. Right. So, it, so that's both where it's like, no, there was a Vigo, but now he's like an extra dimensional demon. And the, and the ghosts in that one go back and forth also. Yeah. Yeah. The ghosts in that know? one are absolutely both of them. Sometimes it's the Scolari brothers. Sometimes it's just like the blue thing fly, flying out of the movie theater with yeah. six arms. Right. Like that. Yeah. I don't know if that was a person. That's just a scary thing trying to eat a lady. Yeah, I would guarantee you that Dan Aykroyd has like an encyclopedia. And yeah, like yeah, no, a, like some, a hierarchy. <laughs> somewhere, somewhere, someone has this information. It's just not being conveyed in the movie. Yeah, if we can get Dan Aykroyd on here and ply him with enough of that uh, skull vodka, mm-hmm. he could explain this whole thing way better crystal than me. skull. Dude, so I heard a rumor that that skull was modeled after like a, a, a fucking map of his skull or something like that. Right, that's the that's the best route that you can is, take. Right? Is it weird that that makes me want one slightly more? Because, yeah. like, this is the closest Dan Aykroyd's ever going to get to, like, coming over to my house. Maybe. I mean, despite all the Ray Stans figures I already own, but they're based on the cartoon. That's not what Dan Aykroyd looks like. It's some ginger. I think that's exactly what Dan Aykroyd looks like. <laughs> I like how he's, like, he's, like, young in this movie. And, like, I, I didn't realize he was, his character is, like, a little 
naive, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the the young, excitable one, right? He's like, wow, ghosts, neat! And he, like, he's clearly read all his books. He knows what he's doing. Right, right, right. He's just eager to get in the field. Yeah, no, he's so excited about this whole thing. But he's worked in the private department. Yeah. They They expect expect results. And Peter just like he has no skills whatsoever, he and he's just, drinking he at like two in the afternoon on a college they campus. Got fired. Yeah, Come on. that's what I would do. That's what I would do. I'm just saying he's way more normal, right? Like Ray at least has a resume. Peter does not know what he's doing. Yeah, Ray Ray has a resume and he's read a lot of books. He's really good at what he's doing. Peter is only good at talking. Peter, Peter stuff. Yeah, talking. And uh, Egon's like he, he's on the autistic spectrum. And then, you know, they, they all just have their way of, like, yep. interacting with each other, right? And Winston's their normal friend. Yeah. He's not their yeah. friend. He's some guy who works for them. <laughs> he becomes their friend. He becomes their friend. Sure. Right? They, He's they seen like some serious shit. They like Winston. Yeah, but no, Winston's just a, a man that exists in a different world and then has to meet these three idiots. I mean, yeah, they do quickly become his friend. As soon as they yeah. realize that he also chain smokes, they're like, all right, we're all... <laughs> we're boys. It is the 80s. I love smoking in the yeah. car with the windows up at night. Yeah. Yeah, there's so much smoking. He he was smoking in the like underneath the hood of the car, presumably working on something. Something you know? important under well, the like, hood of a car. Yeah, that's first not- thing I've always been told is like, don't smoke under the hood because of batteries. Yeah, batteries, yeah. fumes of some yeah. kind. Like, Don't do that, it. That car was built in the 50s. That thing's not going to be sealed too good even by the <laughs> mid-80s, right? And who's cleaning up at the Ghostbuster house? This like, is actually this actually raises yeah, a lot of I good points. Know. I could not imagine what the first Ghostbuster smells like, right? It's a lot of, like, oh. secondhand smoke and gasoline and dried beer and, like, Slimer, yeah. right? Just like Slimer entrails. Yeah. Yeah. All that fucking ectoplasm. And everyone's wearing like heavy wool blazers the whole time. So everyone's sweating up a storm, getting into and out of taxis. Mm-hmm. Everyone who's been smoking and drinking all day. Well, that final shot of them getting out of the building at Dana's apartment at the end. Mm-hmm. And when Peter lifts his arm to wave at everyone, the big old sweats. Big day. old sweats. He's day. sweating through his fucking jumps. As a guy that's worn Ghostbusters costumes a lot, yeah. that happens. Oh, like, no. It is, yeah. It, it is smelly in those <laughs> just looks like a guy who sweats a lot you think so oh yeah come on like he runs and jumps over the door when when dana comes in and to report her haunting mm-hmm. and, and he already looks like he's got a glisten going the ghostbusters are not been built for like action right like they know how the equipment works but these dudes aren't exactly like getting swole Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's, but that's what I like, right? Like, I, I'm physically way more in common with the cast of Ghostbusters than I'm gonna like any of the James Bond actors, right? I, I think that's cool, though. Yeah, like, I'm so not, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I no, think they're, that, that they're, uh, you take away the doctorates, and there was just normal guys at a job. Yeah, I mean, I, it really comes down to it. They're just like silly comedians, right? They're just silly comedy guys. Well, it's like when they when they walk up to the building. Like I said, the first thing I thought, like oh, these guys are just exterminators. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're just they just got their little their little rat packs on. Yep. You know, just go and get things. And they do have a monopoly on the type of extermination that they do. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. They but do. I think in, in Ghostbusters too, they should, there should be like rival Ghostbusters. <laughs> like there should be another company. Another company that... Yeah. Try, but they're doing it worse. Ghostbusters. <laughs> See, that that was my, like, when, when they announced that they were going to be remaking Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. I always felt as if that, yes, they should have, like, a franchise and have them all opening up. Yes. And, had, like, I was like, well, the first thing that they should have did since it came out after uh, Harold Ramis died was mm-hmm. open it at Egon's funeral. Right. You know, and then be like, you guys, we're getting too old for this. We've got to get some kids in here or something like that. And then, like, had them be, like, 
like the, the the new generation of the Ghostbusters yes. cartoon. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I, we we're not going to get into it. I have a lot of all over the place thoughts about Afterlife, but like I genuinely think either that or the 2016 one would have been better if they would have acknowledged that like the Ghostbusters were still in business and just needed someone to take over because like yeah. we are 70. Yeah, we should not be doing this. I mean, like there should be there should be a classist critique, right? Where there's like a Walmart of ghost busting, and they're <laughs> and they're driving down prices, and they're driving the ghostbusters out of business. It, so what yeah, are they gonna do? Mm-hmm. It's like bad mm-hmm. franchise locksmiths moving in, and then suddenly the nice old guy that got you back into your house twice when you got drunk and lost your keys, he's screwed because he's way better at it. But like you know, these guys cost half as much, and they'll just drive right to you. Yeah, so they can instead hire women and pay them sixty percent as much. <laughs> right, and then that's how they—that's how they save on overhead. Uh, that sounds like a perfect plan. I mean, it's geez, it's the movie wrote itself. That's, that's actually a great point. <laughs> I genuinely don't remember if they get paid in the 2016 remake. I think it's like a weird like government contract. I don't honestly think sure they're receiving either. money in the remake. I'm not that's, sure. That's a shame. That's a real shame. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, sixty percent. Well, you- sure. If if anything, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you have a favorite scene, Josh? Hmm. I like when uh, Dana is Zool and she's floating because I don't know how the fuck they did that. It's, it's a it's, it's a cool effect. Mm-hmm. The voice is scary. Yeah, like, it's like oh yeah, she's on wires, whatever. And then she flips over 180 degrees right. in the air, and it's like oh. Okay. And and her dress moves the entire time. No, it's sick. Yeah, no, it lo- it looks great. And then like poor Sigourney Weaver having to be her own special effect. Like no, no, just make like scary dog faces, right? Like that could yeah. not have been fun to film, and she's killing it, mm-hmm. right? She breathe nails heavy, it. Breathe heavy, breathe fast. Yeah. And she's doing it. Yeah. No, she's nailing it in that scene and it's like this this is not what you signed up for you were here to like exchange laughs with some saturday night live guys yeah, yeah we th- yeah we yeah. thought we were getting in for a silly movie and then she's actually like the stuff that's happening with her and she's alone is genuinely scary yeah horrific yeah no that that scene like when when the arms come out of the chair mm-hmm. when she gets possessed mm-hmm. okay with, with the possession yeah right dog eats human absorbs because like they 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 with lightning bolts they then transform sure. back into back the dogs into the dogs and yeah. it's implied that the dog is the natural state but like going you know you look at the end when the, the dog is like hollow and they're pulling lewis and dana out of it mm-hmm. it's like they go inside out like one of those like stuffed animals where it's one thing and then you like yeah. yank it through its own back and then it's like a whole second thing right i i think i had like a wrestling doll that did that once but it it's like the terror dogs exist and they have to be absorbed into the human essence to find you know the key master and gatekeeper and get them back together and then the sex magic has then to the happen. sex magic happens yeah. that blows up most of it a giant apartment building in central park and then they have to turn back into the dogs to finish the ritual. I guess. I guess this is the hardest I've ever thought about this. Honestly, it's, a, it's, it's the life cycle of the of the dog beast, though, <laughs> the, gate, the gatekeeper and the keymaster. The key yeah, they It's like just a series of cocoons, right? Like the yeah. human turns into the dog, <laughs> the dog turns into the human. Yeah, the dog goes. Hey, in. I'm cocooning here. Hey, I'm a terror dog. What are yeah. you looking at? The, the dog goes in the human's mouth. And then the human does the sex. You gotta get real small. Gotta go with the mouth. And then they turn into the dog. Right, but then, but then they turn back. And then they're hollow, so they're in there though. But they're they're, in there the whole time. They're in there, not conscious of it, thank God, because like neither of them knew where they were at the end of it. But like, yeah, the person is just like in that, Mm. like a shoebox. Gross. Not good. (laughs) 
It's, it's like you said, Vince. It's a Kinder Egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, a yeah. Kinder Egg. <laughs> I, of, I opened up this hollow chocolate, and I had a very tiny Rick Moranis. Yeah, and he lives at my house. That's the kind of Kinder Egg I would want. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, no, who who can we talk to to make like hollow like chocolate bunny terror dogs, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And put a little person. Yeah, if I if I eat this, if I eat most of this hollow chocolate terror dog, I then have like a small Sigourney Weaver toy. <laughs> I would eat so many chocolate yeah. terror dogs. Yeah. I'd have a little army of Sigourney Weavers. In the and, Zool dress, just lining a and, shelf. And, <laughs> I, I would have a little army. I would just have a, on every shelf, just Sigourney Weavers everywhere. It would be Oh, it's the Weaver great. room. Yeah, yeah. There's but, a lot of Ripley figures. You can make this happen. Oh, no. I, it, yeah. I'm, I'm picturing that that meme of uh, everybody. Like There's like a, a boy doll, like a, like a Ken doll, mm. like laying down like in a... Like in a Burt Reynolds sexy pose, right? And it was just like rows and rows and rows of them inside of a refrigerator. <laughs> like, what is it, it doesn't make any sense. That's it's just amazing. like all these fucking toys just in lines. They're all got different different color swim trunks, and they're all laying down, but they're just like rows of them inside of a refrigerator. It's amazing. Yeah. And I would just be that, but with Sigourney Weavers. <laughs> or that, uh, that picture that's the same thing, except it's copies of the uh, Super Nintendo Jurassic Park game. What? Have you seen this? No. It's just an image that's going around where someone was trying to sell a fridge, but there was a picture of the fridge open and like every conceivable surface in the fridge was just covered in copies of like SNES Jurassic Park. I have no context shit. for this image. As soon as I find it, I'll send it to you. Dude, that's so fucking funny. I uh I really I really respect a person that that like commits to a bit like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like that that can't be like an expensive game, but imagine having to track down a fridge worth. There there are the people that have like I I own two hundred copies of Shrek two on VHS. <laughs> right. Like right. it's that everything is terrible thing where they're trying to build the pyramid out of VHS copies of Jerry Maguire, right? It's like what? Where they, yes. Where are they keeping those in the meantime, <laughs> what right? What you're hoping for though, like when you're buying those, right, is that you'll come across someone who's for some reason has an unopened case of like four hundred of them. Right, 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 right. Like hey, I was friends with the right dude four. who Manage the Sun Coast, or like just a, or even thousands, just you know, a, like a, a pallet. Whole pallet of yeah, yeah. Or, dude, or or how ET was with the fucking video games yeah. that are all on a fucking. You can uh, just go dig them out yeah, of the landfill. Yeah, just have, go play them that way. Have you all seen the uh, copy of ET at the Henry Ford? No. no, there's a copy of ET at the Henry Ford chunked out from the landfill that has all the like doo doo landfill grounds still around it. Oh, it's damn. amazing. I, I, I love it. Yeah, I. I went to the Henry Ford and I saw that they had like my Game Boy and my CD yep, player yep, and all that yep. kind of stuff. And like, I feel like that was the first time I ever really felt old. Oh yeah. No, no. The Henry Ford, as soon as you walk in there and you see an issue of spin magazine and a display case with a band you used that, to like, that you remember buying. Yep. 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 Yeah. yep this, that's when you're the most aware that you will die. Mm-hmm. So is it useful though, Vince? Like when you're at the when you're at the museum, you're just looking around at all this stuff, and you're like, "That's how old I am." Because I, I know you forget. <laughs> is my yeah, birthday no. coming up? <laughs> I well, it's it's not. That's how old I am. It's more like a. I remember when this came out. I remember when this I came out. I remember when six. this came that out. That means I am thirty five. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I narrow it down. I I forgot where we were the other day, but. Somebody, some song was playing, and I was like, "Oh shit!" I remember when this came. out. It was like that primitive radio gods yeah. standing outside a broken phone booth or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I love that song. That song came on, and I was like, "Fuck!" I remember when this song came out, and the the the, the child that was serving me or whatever the fuck it was looked looked at me like I was speaking Spanish. So I was just like, <laughs> "Like, what the fuck is going on, man?" You can't uh, speak Spanish. I can't speak Spanish. 
And uh, man, I I've been feeling old a lot recently. I don't I know. Think this that's is fair. No, I I have to. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that just happens after yeah, a certain I, point. I right? think it's just like, oh, this is just I'm old. I'm Congrats. an old man. You lived long enough. Are you old enough, Josh? Old enough to go to the grocery store. I was going to say, is this is this yeah. old enough? Like we got to send old Josh enough. to go buy like uh, like sausages shaped like Doraemon. Yeah, yeah. And I'll also have to go and get some eggs from the egg lady. There's an egg. There's an egg lady. There's mm-hmm. like somebody mm-hmm. that's probably fixing your dad's watch. Yeah, and I'm gonna have to pick up the watch for sure. Yeah, and me and Vince are your parents, and we're freaking out in our like very cute apartment the whole time. It takes me six hours because I'm, it's, yeah, it's, I'm it's four. Like, it's yeah. an entire day, and there's just like three strangers Tim, hovering around you. Tim, Tim is waiting studiously, like do, doing stuff, but like you know, peeking out the window, looking for <laughs> yeah. you and stuff like that. I'm in the basement with a radio turned all the way up not paying attention at all because there's always one of those parents that's just like nope i'm not involved at all there's one parent, one parent that's running a business and the other parent that's like i'm trying to hang this up but i'm very concerned about my child which is understandable yeah oh no i i remember one the the boy had to go to the end of the street Mm -hmm. to get the laundry for his dad who was who was a chef i think it was a sushi chef yeah 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 and uh he's like yeah I could go do this as the mom, you know, like it's just at the end of the street. I could go do this real fucking quick, but like he's two, he needs to learn some responsibility. So she was like, she's like, go get that stuff. And then she stood on the fucking porch and just watched him walk all the way down there. It's like like trying to get old yeller to go away. Right. It's like, I don't actually want this small vulnerable thing to leave my house, but I have to look hard for the sake of this, this project. Mm -hmm. Did you see the one where there was one kid who kept dropping one orange and it was like down an incline it yeah, was the saddest I'd, after it. it was the saddest i'd ever felt for just like something on the tv right like that kid did not deserve that 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 what a show man yeah, that exists it's been going on for years and years and we had no idea until it yeah. got added to netflix yeah no like that's that was my favorite part is that like you're watching it on netflix and there's a little pop-up that's like this episode was filmed in june of 1993 they go like we we got back in touch with the kids and the, the kids are like adults they're the, they're the kids are like grown-ups with careers they're like yeah i'm fine and normal i was glad i got that orange from the bottom of the hill right yeah. like it's insane those, half those kids are our age by yeah. now. No, I don't know. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it so much. Yeah. And I, I think the my favorite part about the television show was a few episodes in, I was just like, you know, I enjoy this, but how yeah. the fuck do they film this? Right. And it was one of those situations where as soon as I asked the question, the show was like, I saw a grown man sprinting past the children holding a bowling bag with a <laughs> hole cut in it. Yeah, they're always uh, like tackle boxes. Yeah. yeah it's so funny. So it's like they're supposed to blend in so they don't spook the kids, but they're also making sure that strangers don't talk to the children. Right. And it's like, so funny because it just means these children are constantly being flanked by just like three adults in those like zip up green like like work uniforms, right? Oh, like yeah, fucking holding weird shaped boxes because they got cameras in them. And everything's always pointed at you. You're yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. don't know why, but <laughs> everyone's just pointing their bags at me. Yeah, just, everyone just keeps turning their backpack at me. Oh, I dropped the orange again. <laughs> they love this shit. They love it. The girl can't get the fucking uh, the squash out of the ground. Oh, she, oh did, she did it though. She that, they, there were scissors right there. She she read the note. Scissors were next to it, and she didn't see it. So <laughs> she spent there twisting it, and she nailed it. She got yeah. it. But like, fuck, man, to be a kid, it it was cool, but a lot of it sucks. To be a kid, Josh, did you have any in like uh outfits that really stood out to you? Fits, 
Yeah, because like I know I kind of brought it up earlier. Annie was really impressed with me. Mm-hmm. You know, Annie Potts was almost, fucking great. Almost like a Cindy Lauper thing, almost yeah. right. Like you could show me Annie Potts playing keyboard in a band and be like, "Yeah, that's that's what that looks like." I, but like, I I didn't know if you, if anyone else stood out. You know, what was were the jumpsuits really doing it for you? <laughs> not not especially. Not, not until the second one when they get the cool dark gray ones. Right, that's the look. That's the look. Get away from the beige. I love the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man though. He had that hat. You got that little hat. Oh, and the little the little uh, the little sailor tie, whatever that is, the little Donald Duck outfit. Yeah. Dude, Gozer's fucking Ziggy Stardust outfit. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, and the red, red eyes. How much weed do you think Gozer smoked? Get <laughs> eyes that red. Did, Did Gozer, it looked uncomfortable to me. Did yeah. Gozer invent weed? There's constantly like smoke around it when ha- Gozer stuff happens, right? Yeah. I don't know the origins the of marijuana. I don't know if Gozer's attached to some civilization that found it, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Gozer's just getting stoned all the way to the bone with those fucking dogs. Like, when they open up those doors, and then she's like, what are you doing? It's just like, it's just like, sli- it's just so like sliding a van door open, and all the smoke just rolls. Choose your destroyer! Yeah, that's why they talk like that. They just hold it in. That's They were like mid-hit, and they had to like yell at Ray to think about Stay Puft. You know how many times I've heard somebody just be like, I'm going to destroy you! So they just like, like a fucking show? Gozer, though, like, in that form... She, they were immediately just like shattered and then turned into the state of marshmallow man. That's just how that worked. Well, I think it was like Gozer calls a destroyer, right? Okay, so Gozer wasn't dead after they proton packed her. I don't think so. As far as I, they under- shut the door, right? Yeah, as far as I understand, Gozer had that form, and then. Someone on the internet's going to correct me, but I believe Gozer is then Stay Puft. I believe Gozer is both of them. Okay. Yeah. The only reason why I even ask or propose something different is because I vaguely remember them saying Gozer's name in the Afterlife movie. Yes. Right? Gozer Gozer comes up a lot. Gozer rips J. Jonah Jameson in half Word. in Afterlife, which is a cool part. That's a, that's a thing in the movie I very much like. Do they so. vape in Afterlife? All the oh, it's, it's 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 what was it? It was twenty twenty one. Absolutely. Uh-huh. One of the one of those is the kid from Stranger Things. He's vaping yeah. right now. The youth can't stop vaping. Yeah, they love it. Yeah, I just like I, I, when when people are vaping on TV. It always makes me laugh. Like when people are smoking cigarettes on TV. I'm like, ah oh, man, you there's, used to be able to smoke inside. There's no Dude. there's no way to vape and like look like that cool about it right like it's 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 a weird mouth shape it's a weird series of hand gestures right there's not like there's not like a sexy delicate way to do it exactly what i was gonna say yeah 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 yeah. fargo all the bad guys vape well that's how you can tell (laughs) well it's like okay so blowing chunky clouds (laughs) fucking cloud chasing clouds fucking chasing clouds um I when it's like the big old box mods, like the like the big ones that you got, you got the little tanks and you know the, the drippers and all that bullshit. I, I feel like that's a little bit different than like the the one off vape pens or like the, the, the ones the ones that are like the little square ones with the nipple on them. They and always they look, see on like the sidewalk. Yeah, yeah, then they look like little bottles or like pacifiers almost. You know, I'm just like yeah, it's like, it's like the, the, the little jars the baby food would come in. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just not not my bag, man. I'm, I don't oh, I, so I don't get it. It's like <laughs> give me a fucking cigarette or a joint any day. But it's comedy though, like in in. in film it's just you know it's different yeah, actually yeah, yeah that that yeah, said yeah. We, we did reference how frequently the ghostbusters were smoking like i has, loved it has ray switched to vape 
at one That's point. That's what I'm wondering. Does yeah, Ray see him blowing some chunky clouds? <laughs> mm, root beer. Mm, yeah. <laughs> see, I I feel like. It, if they introduce vaping into a Ghostbusters movie, someone's going to have to vape a ghost. Right. <laughs> I don't know if they're prepared to address because, that. Because if, sure as shit, if, if, if a ghost were introduced into my vicinity, I'm going to try and dab it. Oh, like, it's just okay. that fucking simple. I'm okay. going to try and dab the ghost. See, when you were explaining it, what I thought was happening was like, so kind of going going back to what I mentioned was always my favorite part of the Ghostbusters movies as a kid. Each one of the two of them has the montage where the heroes are doing good and then the montage where they're doing bad and the ghosts are all running amok. Yeah. So I'm picturing yeah. like a part in the montage with like someone just like blasts a fat rip. But and then, then the Slimer smoke, like, comes out? I'm like, yeah, the smoke like turns turns into like something and starts like chasing them around the park or something Dude, that'd be fucking like a haunted sick. vape cartridge during the like the things are falling apart montage at the end of the movie you know what mm. back on board i'm, I'm for vaping now. Right. vince troy is pro vaping vape Troya. vape it up kids i'm about it <laughs> dan Aykroyd, call us call us dan and bring us. some of your vodka yeah Please. Yeah, I want to try it. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. I don't. I genuinely do not know how to acquire it, but I'm sure it's fine. And I would like to have the no. Dan Aykroyd school. Yeah, I'd like house. to try it. I I also liked fucking Peter's orange coat. Yes, when he harasses Dana outside <laughs> of the orchestra practice. <laughs> Take your, yeah, what is he doing with that orange coat? I thought it would become evident. No, I think it's just he layers. Has it's layers. Coat. It's cold in New York. He's got something on under the jumpsuit. He's got the big shirt over the jumpsuit. Just right? like he was working. Yeah, it's he, just he, he's he's always working, man. Yeah, he can't separate his his personal life and his work life. He, <laughs> he did say that. He mentioned that. Yeah, that's canon. And then he goes over to mm-hmm. Dana's house to meet her mm-hmm. for their date that he forced on her. Yeah, yeah. and that he or he harassed her into. Indeed, ghosts have been there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And he's carrying Thorazine. <laughs> yeah. Yep. He just has tranquilizers out. Yeah, just got just got tranks in like a suit coat pocket. Yeah. Poor, I mean, fuck him. I empathize, <laughs> I empathize with this character, and that makes me mad because he's a fucking creep. He's sexually harassing yeah. every woman that yeah, he no, comes like, across. Yes. Peter in the first one is a problem, right? Like, even even back in the day, the joke was like, no, Peter sucks, but Bill Murray's so funny and charming, you don't care, right? No, that's, that's yeah. Bill Murray. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting that vibe. It may, but it also makes me wonder... Who would be a good like? Who would some alternative casting that you would think would fit these roles? So, so I, I believe when they were first working on it, we've talked about this, but mm-hmm. back when the movie was going to be three hours long and mostly be Dan Aykroyd going between dimensions, uh, it was supposed to be John Belushi. Okay, but he would have just been Peter. It was going to be just Ray and Peter, mm-hmm. and it would have been John Belushi instead. And it's like. I could see it's going to be a completely different energy, but I could see that. That would be kind of funny. I'm so happy they didn't, especially because of Blues Brothers. Also, yeah, no, that, like, that would it would have been retreading a lot. It, yeah, it, it, I, they could not have done it no. effectively. I don't it think. would no. If Dan Aykroyd got to make the movie he thought he was making, it would not have been good. Yeah, right. Like I would, I would love it the same reason I love like Super Mario Brothers, but like mm-hmm. it would not have been a good movie. I I think. I think it would have been really dense, like like a Dune almost. And I'm just like, right. I don't know if I would there's, have been able to do that. You know? Yeah, I, I don't know who these guys are. What's Gozer? I don't know. Not good. I think it'd be funny to make one that's like that. But yeah, at this at this point, yeah. Like, like I think they they should make one based on the original script. Now, why not? It's, you know, I at least want like a comic book, right? Like, do y'all remember when they did that comic series where it was like George Lucas's insane original Star Wars, where like Han's a lizard guy and Luke's no, Luke's last name what? is Star Killer? Yeah, no. A little while ago, there was a series of Dark Horse comics where. 
it was based upon the absolutely bonkers George Lucas by himself script for the first Star Wars, mm-hmm. and it was insane, right? Like, like Han Solo was a lizard guy. Luke's name was Luke's Star Killer. He had a completely different origin. Everything looked wrong. Everybody was insane. It was it's bonkers. I want that for Dan Aykroyd's unrealized ghost space busters. No, I heard this week, right? Because mm. I've always heard that you know, like oh, Han Solo and Chewie are like a like a, a boy and his dog, right? Sure, but opposite. Yes, this, I was told this for the first time via reel or whatever this week. And Chewbacca's it, lived for really long. Yeah, Wookies. yeah. Wow, Wookies, no Chewbacca's. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like okay, so I'm going to like you saved my life or whatever. I'm going to spend the rest of your life hanging out with you, being your fucking boy. Because he has seven more lives in him. This yeah. is actually rocking me. I did yeah. not think about that. It's like it's like when like elves in Lord of the Rings befriend somebody. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd love to hang out with you. I got several hundred more years I'm going to exist, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, that's bonkers. Wow. I completely agree with that take, and I support yeah, it. Yeah, I did never never realized it. Well, and it I'm makes like, it much, so yeah. much more tragic when you think that Chewie's dead that one time. Yeah. That's true. Oh, God. That's true. Yeah. Chewie's not supposed to be the first one to go. That right? really freaked me out when when I thought Chewbacca was dead when I was watching that movie. Dude, we both got fucking freaked when that happened. She killed Chewbacca. We both got freaked. Well, because that happened in one of the books, too. Like, I don't know if you remember, there was a book where Chewbacca died, and, like, I remember people were upset enough about it that I learned about this because of an episode of The Daily Show. Yeah? Yeah. There was some, like, uh, one of the novels killed Chewbacca controversy, and then, like, Stephen Colbert came out to talk about it, and I was like, oh, this affects me. I understand this way more than the news articles about, like, George Bush ruining America. Feel that? Yeah, I feel it a hundred percent. Yep, dudes, this is an amazing movie. I am so happy we got to watch it. Everyone's seen it. It's called Ghostbusters. I think it's called <laughs> Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters. Yeah. Dang. You want to put some numbers on it? Me? Yeah, Josh. Let's put some numbers on it. Um, for me, listen, it's a little bit boring. Yeah. I hate that it's like uh, anti-government uh, regulation and anti-academic, and it's about science. That is weird. Like the second one's a lot better politically in a lot of ways. That the the first one is weird about some stuff. I just like it did. It did want us to be like, yeah, no, don't don't agree with the EPA. It, that was cool at that time. It, like, yeah, that if, if I may, I have always kind of thought that was a hangover from like the Stripes Animal House kind of stuff, where it's like, no, we need like a stiff-ass authority figure to like yeah. rebel against, and for whatever reason. The one they landed on was like a man trying to make sure you're not hiding toxic waste in a basement in New York. But like, what does he think that turning off a toxic waste contamination? No, see, is that's that's do. the thing. They make they yeah. make him a dumbass, so it's like okay that he screws it's up and you hate he's him. A but dumbass, like, but he's like a vindictive dumbass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But like, he's in theory, he's coming from a good place, so they really have to jump through some hoops to make sure you're like, no, 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 Peck sucks. He's just doing his job, but Peck sucks, right? Like, it's a big leap. That guy has no dick. Um, <laughs> He's some kind of rodent. He's no dick. I don't know. The The two female performances in the movie are good. Why don't they ever talk to each other? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know like ultimately, You're right. I, we, I want that blowjob scene. I want it to be longer. Yes. <laughs> you had me yeah. that you lost me, Josh. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, anyways, there's all sorts of stuff I could say, but at the end of the day, I'm going to give it three out of five stars. And, that, you know, I know that that's kind of brutal for Ghostbusters, but you know what? Someone's got to take it down a peg. <laughs> Good. These guys. Yeah, you know Good. who really needs to get knocked over is the Ghostbusters. The Ghostbusters. Yeah. We've been- Stop treating this shit like it's serious. <laughs> it should be what we do in the shadows, but Ghostbusters. They should have a documentary crew with them. They should be running around. Yeah. And there should be cutaway interviews 
where stuff is happening in the background, but they're sitting down with Egon, and he's just explaining something in very specific detail. Well, it's, I also think it could be fun with, like, if they did something like that, and, like, oh, this is a proton pack, and then all of a sudden, Egon just kind of, like, steps up, yeah, this is a proton pack, so this is actually, and then he just kind of starts walking away with the camera, and they're like, Egon, come back and tell it to us! <laughs> tell us! <laughs> like, like those kind of things could be real fun, fun little jokes. I think it should be funny. That's the word. I think it should be funny. And that's what I'm saying. Like, and you know, this is like, I think this is good and funny. Mm -hmm. It's dated though. I mean, at this point. And and to speak to your point, it's a little concept heavy, right? Like, uh, I don't know, man. I like how concept heavy it is. I want it to be a little bit more dense, you know? (laughs) But that's Mm -hmm. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It was either that or funny and it just kind of landed in this middle ground. You know what? And it's better that it's funny because otherwise we wouldn't even remember it. Yeah. Three out of five stars. Yeah. (laughs) We're in. We're in. I, I have a, a feeling that I already know how you're going to feel about I, this, I Tim. Almost, I almost want to abstain from the ranking because I'm too close to it. No, right? man, like, no, you got to. This was, this was like the two most important things in like the single digit years of my life were yeah. this and Transformers. And I have lost all ability to be objective about it in any way, right? Like, you hand me any piece of media with the goddamn Ghostbusters logo on it, like, there's the new greatest thing I've ever read in my life since the last one, right? Like, I, <laughs> I do not have the capacity to have, like, opinions on Ghostbusters anymore, which is like, well, Ghostbusters exists. I'll consume it still, right? Like, I I, I really think yeah. I need to step back from the rankings. I don't uh, think, I don't know if it's fair if I try to have one. <laughs> well, I mean, all, all rankings are just subjective anyways, and that's why I'm saying it's not... That it's a three-star movie. Just it, it, I think that I oh. think that it's a, it's probably better than that. But to me, oh no, and that's fair. That's you know? fair. I'm just mm-hmm. saying I don't know if I even have that capa- that like subjective capacity anymore. Okay. Right? Like it, you if I heard me eviscerate heat, dude. Yeah, he hated I, heat. I'm actually glad I didn't. But I I, I, I love heat. I, but you know what? I all should revise my ranking because I'd say it's a four out of five. It's pretty fucking. I good. love heat. I love all four hours of heat. It's I like the it's part a where movie. he's like. The heat is on, or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and the song starts playing, and Val Kilmer dies. It's yeah, been two hours, and now you finally said the word heat. Thanks, I can turn the movie off. I love it. I, I, I will eviscerate a movie that everyone loves. So, I mean, five. This is a five out of five movie for so many people, though. Yeah, it for is. lots of people. It's like, if that's and that's what I'm saying. Like, at my absolute worst, I could I, I could knock it down to four just to be like, all right, you know what. Uh, the final fight before Stay Puff shows up is kind of weird. It's just like four guys looking up the stairs, and then they miss, and then they turn around and kill the thing they're trying to kill. Gozer right? so cool though. Go- Gozer is well. That's what I'm saying. Gozer could have done a little more. Might have been neat, right? Like Gozer could have done a little more. Um, maybe. I think honestly, the only problem I have is maybe we could get to the first ghost bust a little faster. Maybe we catch Slimer before Bill Murray goes to harass Sigourney Weaver at her mm-hmm. apartment, right? Like mm-hmm. we could establish some of that stuff a little faster to get you know get them in the jumpsuits quicker. I guess. Give them but, some credibility. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. It's like it's like the old thing about Michael Bay trying to figure out how fast he could get Colin Firth out of the phone booth and phone booth, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe there's a version of Ghostbusters where they're the Ghostbusters slightly quicker, and that might work better in some ways yeah so if i'm being the most fair ghostbusters one is a four two is a 4.5 better villain i'll die on that hill wow i hear that yeah i hear that yeah that's wild what do you think vince Please. do four and a half out of five all right yeah no it's it's easy hey, we win in order yeah four and a half slightly out of five. more every time yeah i mean you know i could give it a three and a half but i'm not gonna just because <laughs> sigourney weaver and you know she's killing it 
Uh, oh, yeah. She's Annie Potts, obviously. She's doing it as well. They're the best. I, 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 like I said, I've loved this since I was a kid. This was a, a regular watch for yeah. us. Fuck Bill Murray. Yeah. Come at me, Bill Murray. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. All right, Jason Schwartzman it's, from it's, Rushmore. It's quite all right. Now, Josh, this did some fucking earning, right? People liked it, and they liked the action figures. People liked it, and they liked the action figures for sure. It had a $30 million budget, an opening weekend. It made $13.5 million dollars with a worldwide gross of $296 million. Now, this was filmed in New York and California, like you could mention while we were fucking watching it. Yeah, a lot of the in- I believe a lot of the interiors are just like sets or other things they have in California. Like they had another firehouse, like the, the inside of the hotel was over there. Yeah, like New York is for a lot of like the establishing shots and stuff, I believe. Yeah. I would assume New York would be a lot of the establishing shots, considering that they were outside. And it, a lot well, of it, it, you know, you know. And it's back when you could kind of afford to film a New York movie in New York, right? Because, like, I'm very excited about the new one that hasn't come out as of this recording. But, like, I, I guess a lot of it was filmed in, like, Canada and the U.K. Because oh. they were mostly running and gunning while they were doing a lot of the montage scenes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, how it's just like, Harold, get out of the car and stand here for a second. All right, get back in the car. We don't have a permit to film in this block, right? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of that versus, like, the modern ones where it's like, no, we just have to find a big city and tell people it's New York because it's prohibitively expensive to film in New York anymore. Mm-hmm. So not even Ghostbusters can swing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. At least that's my understanding. Not not a movie guy. So do you think? Do you guys think that Dan Aykroyd is like glad that this movie got out to all the people, or do you think he has like some underlying resentment that it's it wasn't the nuts and bolts movie that he wanted to make? <laughs> I think he's happy with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm wondering if you guys think he's a more of a reasonable businessman or a guy who's obsessed with his craft. I, I, I honest to God, I think Dan Aykroyd unfortunately is both, and that's why the vodka is in a skull. Um, I, I think kind of going back to something we were talking about. Somewhere there is like a Ghostbusters lore Bible, but Dan Aykroyd has clearly adapted it to the new version of Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know what? Yeah, maybe Harold and Ivan were right about some of these choices. Now in my personal Ghostbusters headcanon, which I guess technically is real because he's Dan Aykroyd. Like, no, sure. now, like, sure, they're still going to go to Scotland and like look for fairies or like sure, mm-hmm. this thing happens at some point in Peter's life. But now it's this version of Peter, right? Yeah, I, th- I think he's really learned to just roll with it because this is the thing people care about most that he did you know (laughs) yeah i will say that i i would like seeing more places i'm happy that in afterlife we left new york yeah you know that was cool i thought that was cool i kind of like that we're going back to new york in the next one just because i like how they're handling it a little differently than other ghostbuster Mm -hmm. stories it's not because all the ghostbuster stories like well we went out of business until another bad thing happened right yeah i like that the new one's just like no there's ghostbusters now figure this out you know yeah yeah, I'm happy about that. No, me too. Why would there ever be like a downturn in ghost activity? That's that's been my problem since I was a child. I don't and, know. And, and again, too close to it, shouldn't have opinions on. But that's the thing I really liked about the cartoon, where it's like, oh yeah, the Gozer thing sucked. We blew up part of an apartment building. Stay Puff melted some of this block. But it's like, whatever. Someone's gonna call us tomorrow because there's some bullcrap in their basement. We're still a we're business. The only guys mm-hmm. that know how to do it. Yeah, it's our Walmart mm-hmm. comes to town. Right. Yeah. Well, it, even kind of to that point, the cartoon would deal with that. Where frequently in the cartoon, they'd be like flying to like Canada or like Washington state. Cause it's like, Hey, there's literally no ghostbusters anywhere else in the country. And I have a huge problem right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I, uh, the, yeah. 
I hope I hope they start branching out more in these, yeah. you know. But we've got some ratings. Okay. Letterbox has it at a 3.8 out of 5. Hmm. IMDb at 7.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes has it at 95% with an 88% audience score. And Amazon has it at 4.8 out of 5 with an 85% 5 star, 1% 1 star. I gotta, I gotta be honest, those Rotten Tomatoes and Amazon numbers were a little closer kind of how I expected them across the board. Yeah. Right? Like, I was actually a little surprised at how low, like, Letterboxd and, um... Um, I, I, already, I thank you. I already forgot yeah. the second one, but it kind of goes back to what you, what you were saying earlier, Josh. Where it's like everybody has decided they like this movie. I, I want to take it down I, a path. Yeah, well, or maybe maybe it is that like Letterbox people are like, boy, you know what? I didn't think was that great as a child, right? You know, you know what I never saw as a kid, and then when I grew up, I never liked Bill Murray. <laughs> and I wanted to fuck that lady. <laughs> Keep him away from her. <laughs> If I, if I can go back briefly to something Fuck. Vince said about the amount Fuck. of money the movie yes. made. My mom once told me a funny anecdote where cause Ghostbusters 1 came out a few years before I was born. So my mom was, you know, still still dating around. She was a youngish single woman. And apparently the only movie she was taken to dates on for a good six months in 1984 was either this or Purple Rain. Oh. Because, like, Ghostbusters was so successful. It was just in theaters just straight on from, like, June to Halloween. Which did she prefer? Um, I think she, I think she li- liked Purple Raid more in the long run because she didn't she did not expect to have a kid who would only accept the existence of three movies, one of them being Ghostbusters one, right? So like, I have to assume she got way sicker than the long run. She didn't get a chance to get sick of Purple Rain. God, I I don't know if you could get sick of Purple Rain. Absolutely not. It's Absolutely, great. That, that's just it's my so favorite great. thing Prince has ever done. Like he's great, but I it's that it's that and it's Bat Dance. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well. Roger Ebert saw this movie since Duh. it came out such a long, long time ago. We know that Bustin makes him feel good. Bustin makes him feel good. Judging off this review, guess how many stars Roger Ebert gave this out of four? Okay. This movie stars Murray, Aykroyd, and Ramis, three graduates of Second City, SNL, and National Lampoons. They're funny, but they're not afraid to revel that, or excuse me, reveal that they're also quick-witted and intelligent. Their dialogue puts uh, little spins on American cliches, and it uses understatements, irony, in-jokes, vast cynicism, and cheerful goofiness, rarely as the movie this expensive provided so many quotable lines. Okay, so it's funny. He thinks it's funny. Yes. He thinks it's funnier than it should have been or he expected it to be. He didn't yeah. reference Sigourney Weaver at all in his review? No. What a fucking psycho. I don't think we'd quite caught on to how good she was at that point, unfortunately. Yeah, but you know he's so horny for the nudity and... That's she's fair. She's nude. That's the thing. She's, she's no. not. That's a, that's the, like the dress isn't even particularly revealing. It's just like scary and long, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. How many stars out of four mm-hmm. do you think you gave it, Tim? What do you think? I'm I'm gonna go ahead and just shoot straight for three. Although part of me is fully expecting this to end on a half. Yeah, I think he gave it a thumbs up. Two and a half. He gave it a three and a half out of four. Oh, I knew it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Three and a half, three and out, and a half of out of four. Like that's good for Roger. Made him Ebert. so horny that he did, couldn't even write about it. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who, who was in it? Funny man from SNL. <laughs> yeah, I like the funny men from SNL. <laughs> I I saw stripes. Where's the girl? <laughs> now this did get some Oscars, right? What kind? 
It won Best Effects and Visual Effects and Best Original Song for Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. Oscar winner Ray Parker Jr. Yeah. And then he did it? Like, did he play it live? He ghost busted, yeah. But did you ever hear about the controversy around this song, Josh? No. No? no? Yeah, yeah okay. So this song reached number one on Billboard Hot 100, and it stayed there for three weeks. It was on for 21 weeks total. But there was a lawsuit by Huey Lewis in the news <laughs> because this was so close to his song, I Want a New Drug, specifically the bass line and melody, that he sued him, right? <laughs> Somebody had said that they wanted Huey Lewis to do the song initially, but he said, I didn't want to. So they used my, you know. The, I'll write this song, but it's about Ghostbusting. Yeah. Two weeks. I have yeah. this. I want a new drug is the placeholder. And they're like, just make it sound like this. So he comes back with the exact song, but about Ghostbusters. Whatever, man. That seems good enough to me. Good for him. How so, is he going to know that? He, oh. Yeah, he didn't have much time at all. Oh. And how is he supposed to know that the movie is going to be really good? How yeah. is he supposed to know? So they settled out of of court right but in 2001 on a vh1 behind the music um there was a breach of confidentiality by huey lewis because they were talking about this exact thing on behind the music this i did not know yeah so parker sued him and then he eventually won about thirty thousand dollars nice why yeah because they were supposed to talk about it publicly and yeah. huey brought it up on behind the music are you kidding me mm-hmm and that's such a big part of like so many of these lawsuits right where it's like yeah i did rip your song off but neither of us could address this publicly for like x decades right uh, well ray, ray parker jr was uh, in the camp that he's like yeah no uh i wrote a good song and everyone else is coming for it now they're try everyone's trying oh, yeah. to take everyone credit wants to take my busters yeah song. yeah <laughs> Every everyone's money. so he, he was of that opinion the sure. entire time it, who, who cares is all i'm saying <laughs> he does apparently <laughs> It's not going to unmake the Ghostbusters song. It's still good. Now, do, do y'all know what, what this particular kerfuffle led to? What? This is why Huey Lewis has songs in Back to the Future. Because Back to the Future was the year after Ghostbusters, and they came to Huey Lewis kind of unaware of this happened. They were like, hey, you're Huey Lewis. Can you do some songs for our stupid sci-fi comedy? And mm -hmm. allegedly, Huey Lewis's response was, well, the last time I said no, they just ripped off one of my songs. So let me just give you a few songs. Hey. So Ghostbusters happening led to Huey Lewis helping with Back to the Future. That's sick because that yep. movie's great. And oh yeah, I'm no, happy that he's in it. I'm actually really happy yeah. it happened in the order it happened. Right? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. He, he Huey Lewis is the teacher in the beginning of the movie with the bullhorn. That's too loud. Yeah. When, cool. When when he's playing his own song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right back at him with like way harder guitar oh, solos for some reason. Yeah, yeah. In the films, put me in the film. <laughs> Now we do. Think he talks like. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what he sounds like. Me in the film. <laughs> There's some taglines, Josh. Okay. Oh fuck! I always forget we do this. You what? You every, what? Every mm -hmm. time that you do it, I'm like, God, I forget that we do this, and it's so funny every time. <laughs> so we're doing thumbs up or thumbs down for the one or not one? Excuse me. All nine of oh. these. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All no, nine. There, there were slightly different versions of this poster for like a year straight. Number one is they're here to save the world. From what, Gozer? I, I, I'm assuming. If I remember correctly, I think this is the poster where all this sort of looking up at like a black hole. So the mystery is like, hey, you're going to recognize at least one of these three guys. What are they here to do? Fine. Thumb up. Thumb up? <laughs> sure. How you feel about Thumb it? Thumb up. 
Hell yeah. Number two is no spook, specter, or haunt will ever be the safe again. I'm not particularly fond of this one. I, I'm, I am going to give this one a preemptive thumbs down just because that's incredibly tortured wordplay. Yeah. There's just a lot of words. It's, it's, a, a lot it's, of words. it's incredibly long and like it does not land as a joke. So if it's going to be super long, at least make sure it's funny. Well, you guys are going to love this next one then. Number three is catching the undead is their life. It's not a pretty job, especially the way they do it. But someone has to. Someone does. Someone does. But no one was doing it beforehand. Nope. That's a thumbs up. That's a thumbs up for me because that's just like a weird mutation of what almost every tagline was like before like 1999. Mm -hmm. We're going to hear some more crazy ones, I'm sure. Uh, you excited for the next one, Josh? Oh, did you get, did you rank that one? No. Yeah. Right, what, what do you think? What do you think? I'm, I'm hard. Down. All right. I'm hard <laughs> thumbs up on that one. I'm standing on this hill. Uh, I like it later. Sometimes uh, when I'm listening to these later, I'm like, hmm, I like that one. <laughs> Number four is coming to save the world this summer. I'm, I am going to give that thumbs down because I don't like how timely it is. Yeah. Right. Cause like, oh, they're here to save the world. Cool. I'm sure I'll find out when it comes out. The other one, it seems too limited. Right, like I don't know. You don't want to. You don't want to pigeonhole yourself. Yeah, no like release schedule. I'm I'm a hundred percent in with this. Well, especially yeah. not in those days, because like I was. Down. Yeah, no thumbs down. Because like I was saying about my mom's stories, like this movie was this it was in theaters for months. You don't yeah. see that anymore, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. there mm-hmm. at any point this year after like June, like oh sure, Ghostbusters exists. I'll go watch it. Sure. Number five is we're ready to believe you. <laughs> hard hard thumbs up big yeah. thumbs yep. up that that was on the t-shirts i have one of the toy cars that says that on the side photo for the episode yeah i'm not yeah we did the point yeah and one of the guys is one of the guys is not pointing at the camera too <laughs> yeah. in the photo it's completely in accurate the, in the commercial it's perfect who are you going to call the ghostbusters i'm sorry wait it's is is that the whole thing is it who are you going to call the ghostbusters or is it just who are you going to call who who are you going to call ghostbusters <sighs> You know what? I'm actually going to thumbs down that one because oh. it's kind of redundant. If it was just who you're going to call, cool. I've heard that song 20 times today. Uh-huh. Right. And we all know the, the chorus. I know what the song's called. I know what the movie's called. Just hit me with the who you're going to call and you already got my $4. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right, but I'll still give it a thumbs please, up. Please, no, please. I'm not trying to dissuade you. I'm just explaining. <laughs> yeah, I understand. Yeah. The Supernatural Spectacular. Oh, fuck yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs, thumbs up. up. Best one. Hell yeah. Best one. That and the super long one. I'm dying on this hill. <laughs> it's like an emo it's, song title. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fallout Boy, Fall Boy's new song, Ray Parker Jr. Uh, lawyers told us to change the name of the song. Perfect. Thank I you. love that one. Thank you. It took me a second, but I got there. They ain't afraid of no ghost. Well, of course they're oh. not. They're Ghostbusters. Yeah, also, th- also thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> they know the branding. Number nine is the world's most successful comedy. <laughs> is it? I don't know. I, I'm sure it was for like a second, right? You know how every movie is the new the highest grossest, most successful comedy. There it is. There it is. But like, you know how every movie is the highest grossest, highest grossing movie until there's a new like Avengers or whatever. It's like I'm sure for. Oh a, yeah. I'm sure for a couple of months that was completely true. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm really torn because I want to thumbs down it where it's like that's not going to be what gets me to see it. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. on the other hand, it's like, yeah, you know what? Tell everybody the millions of dollars you made. Yeah, fuck that. Thumbs down. Thumbs I, he's he's down. got me. Thumbs down. He's he, he talked me into it. Fuck yeah, <laughs> I, I'm with you there. Fuck yeah. that one. Yeah, no, that one's that one's it's that not, one's just for the ad people. Yeah, no, that one doesn't work. Yeah, if that one mm-hmm. showed up in mm-hmm. Variety, where it's like, boy, we should hire Dan Aykroyd to make something for our studio. That's one thing, but it's not going to get me in the seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm with I'm with you. And fuck the guys who make the money. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. <laughs> Fucking. Yeah. 
Josh, I think we should give the people what they come every week for. What's this rank on the Swayze scale? You said it properly. Good work. Uh, what do you think? Have you got anything extra that you like? Anything you want to note? Because it's not ranked so good over here. No, I, I I don't remember seeing any knives. I don't. Or athletics. I don't or remember any bodies. athletics. There's a knife no. in the second one. I'm just saying we can come back and do that knife in the mm-hmm. second one. Uh, we did talk quite a bit about the class stuff, so I gave it the point there. Was there policemen on horses? There was a horse. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not a cop horse. Oh yeah, he's the oh, the carriage aren't, horse. Aren't there? He's the gatekeeper. Aren't, yeah. Aren't, aren't there cop horses at the end when they have the barricade around Dana's apartment? That's possible, but I definitely noted Rick. Moranis oh yeah, there's a much more important horse. horse. Yeah, I don't want to demean that first horse. There's a much more important horse. So there was the horse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no real fighting. They were busting goes, but they weren't doing any fist fighting. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, no dad stuff, as far as I could tell. Uh, nudity, no road trip, no romance. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it either. Well, okay, okay. So not not Dana, Janine, and Egon. I, I don't believe, believe that either. I believe that. You do? Uh, like, I don't, uh, I don't mean since, to divide the house. Ever no, since no, Dana uh, came in while uh, Egon was under the table? Was that what Yeah, what yeah, happened? yeah. Egon was... Actually, and that answers the question. We were talking about this earlier. That answers the question why Janine's monitor was not facing at an angle a human uh, yeah, could yeah, read yeah, he because he was setting the yet. computer up. Yeah, yeah, but it it was set up as kind of like a sex joke. It, it, it absolutely was to everybody but Egon, which I think makes yeah, it funnier. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I'm also on the asexual spectrum. I find this man deeply relatable. I... <laughs> I think Egon is a cool guy. Like yeah. I like how serious he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. Yep, that's just that. So you know what? I could give it a romance. Okay. Even though you didn't believe it. I, I didn't believe it, but hey, you know, I... You know what? We can give it a half a point. It might not be for me. But you know what? It might... Give, be it, a, give it a point. Yeah, we got a yeah it's okay. And we got a sick whip, of course. Of course. I'm sorry, what? A, a sick, sick whip. whip. Oh, yeah. Whole, there's like a whole scene built around it, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. You see it emerging. Yeah, and then he makes the whip sicker. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. You can't park that here, and now it's the coolest car in New York. Yeah, exactly. No knives, no feminism, but there was dancing. There was some dancing. Rick Moranis was doing some Real dancing. good dancing, mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. a bear showed up at his apartment. <laughs> that, actually, I want to take it back. That might also be one of my favorite scenes, just the, the man at the door. A bear in his apartment, and then he just gets his ass blasted into the road by the terror dog. Oh, who brought, who brought their dog? <laughs> Amazing. Good movie. So, on our patented Swayze scale, it seems to have uh, four out of ten, Ghostbusters. Four out of ten. Plus one, Proton Pack. On our patented Swayze scale. Hell yeah, man. That's sick. That is sick, isn't it? I'm I'm super happy we watched this. This has been lots and lots of fun. How are you feeling, Tim? Great. No, I appreciate y'all having me. Like, like, like I said, I was too close to this. I was worried I wouldn't actually have anything to contribute that was just like frothing. Right? Oh, dude, <laughs> you have the most to contribute. You're a Ghostbuster. That's true. Or at least that's what I tell myself before I go to bed every night. Josh, how are you feeling? Uh, pretty busted. You're Ooh. feeling busted? Yeah, because, you know, I'm a ghost. Did it make you feel good? It did. It did. Good. Well, before we wrap up here, I did want to give you a little bit of listener mail. 
Yeah, we had a write in. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So I wanted to to give everyone a little 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 you know taste of what we're getting over here. So if you want to write in SwayzePod at gmail dot com, right? Mm-hmm. Get get at us get with your suggestions, your requests, all that kind of stuff. You got Swayze art. We would love to see it. Now this is a email from from John, right? It says, "Hey there, it's been a privilege to have you as a new client. Our staff is committed to ensuring that your interaction with us runs as smoothly and efficiently as possible throughout the entire process." John, from where? It says, "Thank you for your order." Point zero seven four. Whatever you do, <laughs> we have to get Vince a new phone. It's from. Silvalinda at gmail.com. Great, wonderful. What company does John represent? It just it just says that he's, we're a client. Are oh, we great. about to start our own Ghostbusters franchise? Is this why John's so. reaching out to us? It I think so. Like we're we're all, we're all the right age. We all have the correct understanding of physics. There's a there's a PDF attached to it. Don't open that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the second thing you shouldn't. Tim, open. do you have anything that you'd like to tell the people about or promote? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm in a band called Bathroom of the Future. If you were able to sit through me yelling about Ghostbusters for an hour and a half, you'd probably like it. We're on all the streaming services. We did the song that was on the internet sometimes about me losing a lot uh, to my wife in Street Fighter. So enjoy that. Or don't. That's fine, too. Yeah. Yes. And did you already say all the things? No, I didn't. Okay, good. Do you want to say them? No. Wait, yes. Verse Lazy Pod. Uh, at, on Instagram, uh, I'm on Letterboxd, Joshua C.Y., Vince is Vincent Troya. Uh, you can email us at SwayzePod. We're also at SwayzePod on the thing formerly known as X, now known as Twitter. Is that yeah. right? Nailed oh, it. We have a, a T Reddit. Public. Oh, yeah, yeah we, have, we have a tea public. We just put some art on there so you can get yourself a coffee cup or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever makes you, whatever tickles your fucking fancy. Mm-hmm. Um, you, do you want to do another live show, Josh? Yep. Okay, we'll do another live show eventually. We'll probably watch Roadhouse. So if you want to do that, that's fucking something you can look forward to. I have another podcast. It's called Broadcast from Cow House. There's going to be another episode there soon. I've yeah. been on that. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Forest Bakery will hopefully be opening up soon, so you can check out Forest Bakery on Instagram for more information about that. Um, And that has to be everything. I think that's everything. Is that everything? Sounds like it. That can be everything. (sighs) We're crazy for Swayze. Gonna watch everything he made. We're crazy for Swayze. Then we'll talk about